Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. A Longhorn Notebook that is brought to you by our good friend Aaron Bowersock, uh, your Longhorn lender and uh, your home loan expert. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. This is a true Jeff Howe Longhorn Notebook. Yep. Longhorn's going 13-0. That's what I saw this morning. Is that your forecast? Undefeated. Yep. One practice and you're ready to proclaim it. I understand. No, I mean, I, I've got notes up at Horns 24-7 and we're, we're not going to cover everything uh, in this, nor will we cover everything that Sark said. But, you know, some general observations. And I, I they changed our area where we're allowed to watch practice. So I How so? We're allowed to be on the sideline this time. Okay. So I... I, I watch the defense almost exclusively this morning because I just don't get to see those guys very often. And you look at the physical development, even just over the winter, of guys like Terrence Brooks, Ethan Burke, Jamon Tapp, especially those guys that were freshmen last year. Like Terrence Brooks looks like an NFL corner right now. That's what happens, Craig, when you recruit high-level recruits and you can develop them a little bit and they've got projectable tools. They've still, they haven't tapped out physically. I'm really liking where some of these guys, where their bodies are going. Um, you know, Jalen Catalan was out there. He had a green, uh, green non-contact jersey kind of tucked in the back of his shorts. He was a little bit limited. You know, I, he had the shoulder surgery at Arkansas last year, then ended the season. But I like what Sark said. He said Jalen Catalan's kind of a natural leader and has taken on some of that defensive leadership uh, that you know, DeMarvin Overshone, and especially in the back end with Anthony Cook leaving. He said that was something that they really wanted to add. They wanted to add experience in the secondary, you know, losing Deshaun Jameson, losing Anthony Cook. He feels like they added that, not just with Catalan, but with Gavin Holmes, too, the, the corner out of Wake Forest who's backing up Jaday Barron at that star position. Your three guys working at that star position, and then the individual were Jaday Barron, uh, Gavin Holmes, and Austin Jordan. Uh, really intrigued by the D-line group. It, it, I, I wrote this about Sadir Mitchell, and again, this is the first time you get to look at the freshman like in a, in a workout setting with the veterans, so it's really a, an apples-to-apples comparison. If there is such a thing as a lean 360 pounds, that's Sadir Mitchell. Like, he wears 360 about as any as good as anybody could wear 360. <laughs> and, Craig, I, I was thinking about this, like, I'd probably have to go back to the era when, like, guys like, I think about, like, a Will Winston, a Lionel Guard, like, when Texas had those, yeah. when Texas was recruiting those kind of guys. You know, and that's the kind of offensive lineman Mac wanted, and then trench guys Mac wanted. That's probably the last time Texas had guys like Sadir Mitchell or Peyton Kirkland. I mean, Andre Kojo's three fifty plus. Connor Stroh is three fifty plus. That's the, that's probably the last time until now that you had guys that were just massive, like mountain men in the trenches. It's it's impressive to watch some of these guys how big they are, but how well they move. Um, so that really kind of caught my eye. David Bendis looks like he's going to get the first crack at filling that void left by DeMarvian Overshone. He was with the ones. The only time we get to see all 11 guys together is in pursuit drill. David Bendis was lined up next to Jalen Ford in pursuit drill. So he's going to get the first crack at it. Mo Blackwell, Jet Bush on the second team. Got Anthony Cook. Uh, Anthony Cook. Anthony Hill. I keep hearing really good things about Leunga LaFowle as an early enrollee. So that... I, I I wouldn't get worked up at all about the depth chart the first day of spring practice. Just like we say in fall, don't get worked up about what the depth chart looks like. Those guys are going to have a chance. And Sark even said about the edge opposite uh, Baron Sorrell, there he, he used the term Rolodex. So we're going to Rolodex some guys. We're going to run some guys through there to really kind of figure it out and see what they've got. 
uh, before they settle on somebody at that position to replace Ovia Gofu. Justice Finkley's going to get a crack at it. You know, Chris Ross, Craig, if you remember, he was like a yeah. 270, 280 yeah. kid at North Shore. He's under 250 now, listed at 246, wow. and they've kicked him out the edge. So he's in that mix, too. Uh, it's just really interesting to see how the body development up front with everybody. Jeray Bledsoe's like just a hair under 270. Uh, I, I still like him long-term as kind of a Moro, Moro Jomo type guy that can play different shades, do some different things. Malik Murphy did not throw. He was dressed out, did not throw a single pass while we were out there. And Sark said he's still dealing with some, you know, I don't know if he's, it's, it's residuals or if it's just, he's maybe kind of aggravated something a little bit, but it's still that foot still was bothering him. So they're being careful with them. Obviously, first day of spring practice, mm-hmm. you're going to be careful with it. So it was Quinn Ewers running with the ones. Uh, Arch was the number two quarterback. And then that second group was Cole Lord and Charles Wright. So you got five quarterbacks, uh, four on scholarship in camp right now, which is a good number for them. Yes, did get to see Arch Manning throw this morning. Yes, there were times where it looked impressive. There are also times where it looked like, oh, he's a freshman going through his first college yeah. practice. So don't don't read into anything. Sark did say the quarterback job is open, but uh, but he's only he, he said that because he really wants. You know, Arch and Malik, whenever he's healthy, if and when he's healthy, to really push Quinn Ewers and make Quinn work to keep that job. He said that's no different than any other position. You know, when you when you do 11-on-11 team periods or Pascal or 7-on-7, whatever it is, somebody has to be the number one quarterback, and it's going to be Quinn. But he he's he, – Sark even said it himself this morning. He said he doesn't want, you know, Arch to feel like he's out of it. He wants to kind of let this thing go. And if Arch ends up pushing Quinn – then so be it. Then you've got two quality quarterbacks. So True. he's going to let this thing play out. Um, on the injury front, so Sark did confirm Xavier Worthy played the, pretty much the last half of the year last year with a broken hand. We kind of heard that, and still mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, to what extent? Like it wasn't bad enough to where he had to come out, and it didn't require surgery, and to my knowledge was never in a hard cast. Uh, but it clearly clearly it affected him on some level. Uh, you know, in terms of how much, what percentage we could put on it, we, we probably might not ever know. But Xavier Worthy's back from the broken hand. Jalen Gilbo with the ACL. Isaiah Nair with the ACL. Those guys are still rehabbing. Probably, Sark said if he had to give a, a definitive status on both those guys, probably right now would be out, but he's not going to completely rule them out for getting back for some portion of spring practice. Uh, Cole Hudson coming off shoulder surgery. You've got Connor Robertson coming off the wrist surgery. Uh, Jonathan Brooks coming off a hernia surgery. Brooks is a, sounds like Brooks is a little bit ahead of where the other two guys are. He's hoping to get all those kind of guys back at some point in the second half of spring practice. You got Keelan Robinson's dealing with some sort of a muscle strain right now, so they're just they're being cautious with him. And I got let me look real quick, Craig, and see if there's anything else uh, in terms of injuries. I think that gets it all covered. Because I did mention Malik Murphy. Let me look at my notes here. Uh, yeah, that pretty much covers it. And I said Jalen Catalan was limited. That was the other one. Okay. Um, A.D. Mitchell looked really good. Probably the, the quote-unquote play of the day, if you want to go there. Uh, during one-on-ones, Arch Manning threw a real beautiful go ball to A.D. Mitchell. Kind of set it out in front of him, and Mitchell went and got it. That's a good-looking receiver group. And, and we'll, throughout the week, we'll hear more audio from Sark, and, and we'll get into it. That receiver group looks really good. Sark really likes where they're at from a depth standpoint, but it's all about now. Now that you've got good young depth, that competition, can that depth become quality depth? And can guys compete every day and raise the level at practice every day? I know right. that was a crash course, but... That's all right. It's the intro to all of it. Spring practice is underway. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn.